let's let's, <laughs> let's just melt this butter all over our freshly popped popcorn, right? Why not? I don't I don't know why not. Did you press record? I did. Oh, okay. So we are recording. Um, so I'm going to keep shit talking, April. Then, That's... yeah, all of that uh, racist, <laughs> um, bigot stuff is on here uh, forever. I'm just saying, when's the last time you saw Eskimo porn? <laughs> uh, that is the one, uh, I guess, racial slur that's still around. Like we don't care about offending Eskimos. Well, I think I think that because um, we still was, have Eskimo kisses, we're not calling them Inuit kisses. Like, do they still have Eskimo pies? Or yeah, like, they do. Yeah, yeah. So as, as long as those are around, we is it as bad as like if there was a product called N word cookies? Well, isn't there? Excuse me. Isn't there a, a chewing tobacco that's called like Red Man chewing tobacco? There is. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I mean, I don't live in the South, so I don't know. I'm Terry Bradshaw. When I want to pass, I go to the pocket. And when I want a good chew, I go to my pouch of Red Man chewing tobacco. To me, the flavor's the best, and it outlasts the rest because that ripe, tender leaf tobacco has a rich flavor that's welded in to last longer. So put a pouch in your pocket. Man, that's red man. America's best chew. I knew there was a dietary supplement named AIDS. I've tried fad diets, powders, pills. Still, my weight's been up and down like a yo-yo. Until the AIDS plan taught me how to take off weight and help keep it off. AIDS may taste like a candy, but AIDS contains one of the most effective appetite suppressants you can buy. And there's no stimulant in AIDS that could make you nervous. With AIDS, I ate less, so the weight came off. To help keep it off when I sometimes want things loaded with calories, AIDS helps put me in control. Let the AIDS plan teach you how to take off weight and help keep it off. Try peanut butter AIDS. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. I've got to go get me some of that AIDS, yeah, you know? It's really good. It really hits the spot. There's this one chick down on the corner who's giving everyone AIDS. (laughs) (laughs) Totally. It's really cheap. Yeah. It's almost practically free. (laughs) The best part is you won't be alive that much longer to pay it off. Yeah. Apparently, Uh. like, uh, it was like this dietary supplement that was like, yeah, from like the 50s. And it was around forever. And then suddenly AIDS came around and then that company was out of business (laughs) the next day. (laughs) I was just telling... I was just telling Christina about um, apparently in the in the like 60s and 70s, there was this advertising mascot, uh, kind of like Captain Crunch or, uh, mm-hmm. or you know, Tony the Toucan Tiger. Sam. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, exactly. But he was the Frito Bandito. Of course. Yeah, I know. Him. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he, he was just like he was like pot bellied. He dressed mm-hmm. like Speedy Gonzalez and he was like, give me your corn chips and I'll be your friend. Hello, senor. I am the Frito Bandito. Oh, don't be afraid. I am not going to steal your Fritos corn chips. I buy them from you, okay? See, I give you silver. No silver? Okay, I give you gold. You don't like gold neither? Eh, maybe you like better some lead, huh? Citizens, protect yourselves. Never buy one bag of crunchy Fritos corn chips. Always buy two and hide one for you. Who knows? There may be a Frito Bandito in your house. And, like, I was telling Christina how my mom... How much she loved him. My mom loved the fuck out of the Frito Bandito. Of course she did. She's a white lady. That's an accurate representation of Mexicans. That's totally what I feel like they are. And then she was like... but, But here's the funny part to me is that she was all pouty. She was like, but then they stopped using him because people got their 
feelings hurt. Mm-hmm. And it was like she was so upset that people were offended by this racist mascot. <laughs> right. Racist mascot. How come they're all woke? I want them to be in the dark. I want them to still think that this racist mascot is wholesome and pure. Yeah. And an accurate representation of what Mexicans are. Like, <laughs> do you, when any time when a Mexican would come over to your house, would she, like, offer him Fritos? Like, here's <laughs> some indigenous food for you. No, she would lock up the Fritos because she knows uh-huh. the Mexican people <laughs> love to steal Fritos. Right, of course. Well, they're banditos. They're, I mean, yeah. They steal Fritos. Bad, bad banditos. I think mm-hmm. that's the... <laughs> When I was in sixth grade, I wrote a uh, creative writing story called Incognito Burrito. Oh. And it was about this private eye that was a Mexican private eye. And he. Oh, my fucking God. And this woman (laughs) came to him and, like, you know, hired him to find her, uh, like, Gordita Crunch or something like that. Some, like, special taco that she stole. Something completely irreplaceable. Totally. Like a Gordita Crunch. Mm -hmm. You can't just get that on any city block. No, you couldn't. And then, like, he had, like, a bean burrito gun and he had, like, definitely, like, weapons that shot, like, you know, beans and stuff. Well,. But what was he was he Mexican this detective? I believe so. Oh. <laughs> How do you not know your own fictional characters? <laughs> I don't know biography. if I wrote that part in like his nationality <laughs> prior to like uh his detective work. I definitely mentioned that he was from Michoacan, mm-hmm. but um but it was definitely but it doesn't like say if he's originally from there, right? Like This was like early 90s, so I feel like it was the last time where like a white boy could get away with this. Like I feel like this is like cultural appropriating. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm like, "Oh yeah, this is what Mexican people are like," even yeah. though like it's like, <laughs> "No, it's not. You're just using a lot of Mexican weird phrases and words. You're like fourth grade teacher who probably put a, a smiley face sun sticker on there and then well, that's wrote the thing. Olay in red ink and was like, yay. Like It won like an award because like all of the submissions would get put to this um like theater troupe and like the winning submission actually got like performed by the theater troupe. Oh holy fuck, dude. I auditioned yeah. for this theater troupe and didn't get it. <laughs> <laughs> this is called uh Story Pirates, right? Yeah, something like that yeah, where yeah, they yeah. would like they would just act out kids stories. No no shade at, like, on assemblies um, on Story Pirates, by the way. Just, you know, whatever. I probably didn't have the best audition and you guys are amazing. If you're looking for an alternate at any point and you're listening to this, <laughs> right. I will trade sexual favors for a spot on Story Pirates. Zach will definitely be a Mexican if you need him to be a Mexican. Or any nationality, actually. Uh, I only have one rule. Give me your corn chips and I'll be your friend. That's <laughs> that's it. That's all you need. Yeah, so like my, my story won and then it got acted out. And then like a sixth grade me was like, I'm going to be a screenwriter now. Like, this is my <laughs> ticket in. Like... I felt I felt the bug like oh wow like people performed what I wrote this is dope. Uh, you see, when I was in uh, 6th grade, a little movie came out called Titanic. Yeah, I um, do remember that. And uh yeah, that took up a vast majority of my time. I got a hand job to Titanic. Really? Mhm. I gave myself a hand job to Titanic <laughs> every afternoon. And you saw Kate Winslet? <laughs> yeah, dude, Kate uh, Winslet boobs. Mm. Mm. 
I'll draw you like my French girls. I, yeah. Yeah, I remember um, seeing that with my girlfriend in high school. I don't know what it was, but hour and a half in, she was like, whip out the dick. Mm-hmm. Let's do this. And I'm like, yes, for sure. Yeah. And then I got to see Kate Winslet afterwards. I'm like, man, this movie can't get any better. Wait, wait, wait. So before <laughs> the tick came out, you got an HJ? Yeah, yeah. Dude, this, this girl's both... got to have it. She was in before she's, like it started she's even like sinking. Coldstone. She's got to have it. She's like, this This is boring. I mean, I understand there's like a sinking <laughs> ship. But... What are they going to drown already? Right. Can like, I just give you a handjob to pass the I, time, Daryl? <laughs> and I'm like, yes, yes, you can. Wait, wait, wait. But that also means you had to sit in your own, like, hardening, crusty jizz for two hours. It's true. I mean, it was yeah. very true. But that's the price you pay when you're, you know, 16 and yeah. full of vigor. Yeah, vigor. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think she relieved you of your vigor. Comics Life, guys. This is me, your host, D. Williams, aka Daryl Williams, aka Dumbass, aka Dude. That's hanging out with another famous comedian. He goes by the name of Zach Hillman, also known as Z Squiggle, also known as Hill Money, also <laughs> known as the Mormon Manslaughter. What up, bitches? Have are all of those names given to you, or did are those? self-proclaimed those are all names given to me by myself just this moment Uh, no you can't do that you can't give your own you can't give yourself a a nickname i think z squiggle is pretty cool like like if z squiggle but also squiggle your last name isn't squiggle or anything with an s okay but if you saw my signature people used to be like Oh, so you just sign your name Z Squiggle? <laughs> and I'd be like, yeah, basically. <laughs> so <laughs> I do also like uh, Hill Money. Hill Money. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah, that's dope. Um, the Mormon manslaughter. Any traction yeah. there? Because I'm not really Mormon anymore. Yeah, you know what, what I mean? What does that mean, too? You like have, you know, you killed a. I kill sets. <laughs> I kill sets. I slay pussy. I thought you were going to say you killed a Mormon. <laughs> I slay the metaphorical dragons mm-hmm. of self-doubt, just like Rainier Maria Rilke. Bitches! So Hillman is obviously, I assume, your real last name? Yeah. No, not a stage name? Not a stage name. Okay. Did you ever think about like maybe doing a stage name? What, like after the car from like the <laughs> Hillman car automobile that right. got such, you know... A lot of traction. Inspiring gas mileage, or I don't even know. I don't even know what those cars are known for, because they haven't been around for 40 years now. I don't think they're known for anything. This is the beginning of a new and exciting chapter in Hillman history. Here is a car that is entirely new, a brilliant successor to a long line which proved their worth. A car designed to stay in the lead for years to come. So I'm not trying to ride the coattails of the car <laughs> company, no. <laughs> but no, you were, and, and then Zach right off the bat was like, oh, of course, Zach. Can't, can't well, change Zach, that. Yeah. Zach, I mean, I, that's just like, 
Okay, so for a long time when I was in high school, I thought, like, my name is so plain. Mm. My name is so normal. Zach yeah, Hillman. Pretty much. You know, like, it, you know, it's it's a pretty, pretty like, white dude Standard name. white yeah, guy. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. like, it's it's like being named, like, Corey Jones or something. Where right. it's like there's Mike Smith. And there, and there are, there's like a bunch of other Zach Hillmans mm-hmm. out there. Fun story, when I was, uh, when I was doing my DUI proceedings, they confused me with a different Zach Hillman nice. who, who had a way worse DUI than I did, and that was not cool. <laughs> like, you're a fucking monster. <laughs> oh, wait, not that Zach Hillman. They were like, you're a we found that child porn and you're drunk. <laughs> and I was like, no, wait, that's me. Um, and, uh, <laughs> like, uh, no, um. Yeah, so I uh, I thought in high school like I just I got this plain name, you know. Um, I want to change it because I wanted to have like I wanted to have like a pen name like George Orwell does, right? You know? Right. Um, and then I I told yeah, that like to Richard Bachman. Yeah, I'm gonna go with something much wider. I'm gonna be I'm gonna, Lucius. Oh wait, that's not, that's not white at all. That's like that's like a black boxer name. It okay. is definitely. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go with Lucius Squiggle. Mm-hmm. There we go. Cassius Clay. That'll yeah. work. Lemony Snicket. There we go. <laughs> Just something cool. Um, <laughs> right. Something for the ladies. Kobe know? Hillman. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, dude. There's there's so few people named Kobe now. It's but, true. I guarantee you. The this fucking month, wiener dog downstairs is named Kobe. <laughs> it's going to be interesting to Which see, like, in nine months how many kids are born named Kobe. Oh, so many. Mm-hmm. So many. Like those fucking Cubs babies that were born in 2016. Right, right. Because their parents fucked on the night of the World Series I'd like to. I'd like to be able to, like, tell, like, my grandkids that, like, hey, I'm around because my parents were such in mourning. Mm-hmm. From Kobe's death that they fucked and yeah. made me. Like, God. I wouldn't be around unless Kobe died. <laughs> so I'm basically, I'm the reincarnated energy of Kobe. Pretty much. I mean. I am a, I'm a living, breathing, mid-area jumper. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Like, if the molecules can't be created nor destroyed from him when he died, his essence yeah, dude. Either went into a newborn baby or a squirrel or something that was well, around the wreckage. I mean, isn't that what Carl Sagan always said? We are all Kobe dust. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was so. I want. I take s- solace in that. I, I want to see like that. a raccoon then just have like a really good jump shot. Yeah, he's just got like sweet handles. Yeah, yeah dude. <laughs> do a nice crossover and just. I'd pay for that shit. Deeks out all the bears and everything. Yeah, there's and all then, these. There are all these like wolverines that are just like yeah man i'm gonna d him up and then he's like he's just like crossing them up and they're like holy shit dude you yeah. got you got jukes boy like then he just yeah <laughs> then you just hear a raccoon go that's kobe and raccoon yeah <laughs> but the badgers they can speak like normal human language mm-hmm. they're well clearly they have tongues I mean, and vocal cords yeah Badgers are so amazing. <laughs> I just have to say that. Yeah, but no, I uh, I told this this girl that I like respect it. Yeah, you wanted to change your name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I told her, you know, I wanted I want to change my name, and she was like, "Call me no. Z Swizzle." <laughs> yeah, call, call me Z Swizz. You know, <laughs> like my like my homegirl Taylor Swift. Mm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then she was like, "God no." Let's dress like hipsters. <laughs> and no, and she was like, no, you should keep your name because it's so normal. 
that mm. like people it'll catch people off guard right when your when your ideas are like interesting and provocative and right so, yeah right right like she's like no lean into the norm core it'll be cool in eight years yeah no and now norm core is a thing from what the kids tell me mm-hmm. so cool i'm yeah. i'm hitting that i'm hitting that wave it's cool to look like a dad as long as you aren't a dad well that but that's the thing is that i kind of dress like I dress like a seven-year-old with unlimited budget. Mm-hmm. Is kind of how I try to dress. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I like that. That's a cool shirt. Mm-hmm. Those are cool shoes. Like, like a, if a seven-year-old had a uh, a Nike charge card. Yeah, basically. Mm-hmm. Like just just how Jay Z's kid is gonna dress when he's seven. I love it. Or she? What Blue Ivy? I know there's like other ones now. That's I don't, right. Well, we I don't, don't keep tabs pre- on Beyonce's kids because I don't want to presume any of their genders either. So, like, that's maybe they are uh, born a woman, but will identify as a man in two two months or whatever. So they them, mm-hmm. i.e., Blue Ivy, yes, will choose when the time is right, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then I Beyonce s- will cover up that news with a surprise album drop. That's gonna be so dope. Yeah. It's going to be called like Blue Lemonade or something. I have to say of like all the pop stars like Beyoncé's the real fucking deal, dude. She's the queen bee. Yeah, like I'm I'm not even like a huge pop music fan like, no. you know, I got I I can get down on some of that stuff. Yeah. You can but like Yeah, Beyoncé? Yeah, I, well, dude. <laughs> you guys can't see uh Daryl's raging boner watching me twerk right now, Whoa, but um, man, let's just Stop, please. I don't want to like have to ruin this recording. I didn't want to mention this, Daryl, but um, I have a bottle of oil and a pair of white pants. Uh, whoa, whoa. Yeah. Let's just end this now, guys. See you yeah. later. We're, I got to get into some real stuff with Zach. Yeah, we're going to record the porn soundtrack now. Was this like your first hand job? No. Oh, okay. This was definitely, um, I want to say, pretty pretty solid into the relationship. Yeah. Um, I think that's probably also why it was going down. I don't know if it would have been like, oh, this is the first time. I Yeah, I was going to say, I'm, I'm probably just thinking of how old I was when Titanic came out, and it definitely would have been my first like solo right. girl well, interaction. You're a little younger than me. Yeah, right? yeah, so. yeah. I was, I'm 37. Yeah, I'm 33. And so, yeah, like four years is a big difference, especially when we were seeing Titanic. Yeah, for no, the first no, time. No. So I would have been what was it like 98? Yeah, that's 98. sophomore year for me. So I'd have been like 12. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A little early. That was like when I was first starting to go to like church dances and stuff. Mm. I was I was still leaving room for the Holy Spirit at that point. Right. You know I mean, <laughs> you were waiting for the Holy Spirit to jerk you off, or yeah. <laughs> no? I I mean, he watched me a bunch of times. He's, <laughs> yeah, he's always watching. <laughs> guy's kind of a sicko pervert, if yeah. you ask me. The Holy like, Spirit, the Holy Trinity, is definitely like a very weird cuck type of situation. Yeah, it's very like yeah. Wh- how does that work with like nuns? Their brides of christ mm. does that mean like 
I mean, is the Holy Ghost like just smacking an ass every once in a while, or how does that? Right. Are they getting down? immaculate incepted or <laughs> immaculate? They're they're using immaculate contraceptives. Mm-hmm. That's, <laughs> that's why they never get prego. Yeah. Right. Yeah. As long as they're using a crucifix, it's fine. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> we're going to hell if there is one. There, there, guys. I got good news. There is no heaven and there is no hell. This life is the only one you get and you can live it with purpose starting right now. Or you can just fuck it up like there's no end. Yeah, YOLO, mm-hmm. right? That's that's what I you think when people... You can treat people... it like, uh, you know, like Kobe did or you can treat it like a random player in GTA Five. Mamba out. Man, Kobe, Kobe's like really soon. That's oh, a, that's right. It's yeah. like a raw nerve. I'm wearing a Laker hat right mm-hmm. now. I've mm-hmm. been wearing a Laker hat all week. Rest in peace, Kobe. Mamba out. R.I.P. KB. I guess you guys can tell when this was recorded. Yeah, if you guys, if you guys couldn't guess, yeah, it is only that I Thursday. It yeah. two, two days earlier, we would have been talking about how he raped those people. And <laughs> if we recorded it two days earlier, I would, I would have been actively crying right yeah, now. It's true because because this is this is like the only thing that can touch my man feelings. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like when a celebrity dies, is like he. He dribbled basketball good. Now he gone. Me sad. You know, like he's like <laughs> he did that thing I can't do. Yeah, exactly. He he's so much taller than me, and now he's gone forever. Mm-hmm. You know, definitely he is though. He no is. more Kobe. Yeah, I'm not trying to sound insensitive because I'm I'm pretty broken up about it. You know, do you think it would have been worse if he died while he was still playing, or it's like, kind of like same like, circumstances? Not as bad because he's retired and. I I think, you know, given the context of, like, what he was doing and he was taking people to his daughter's basketball tournament, like, Mm -hmm. it's just... The thing that gets me about it the most, and I don't feel like anyone is talking about it, I think whenever there's something like this, it's like, oh, Heath Ledger, you know, like, he was was popping pills. Right. uh, Right. You know... uh, Why didn't Mary Kate call 911? Exactly. Yeah. Or, like, David Bowie had cancer... Like, I don't feel like there's really a culprit in right. this. Like, there's nothing that you can look at and be like, oh, well, this is what let him down a dark path. Or like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. oh, this is this is how he went astray. Or even like, oh, well, this is like the negative force within our society. Like, like the Angels pitcher who got hit by a drunk driver. It's like, right. oh, that's terrible. People shouldn't drunk drive. But this is like, he was on a helicopter going to his daughter's basketball tournament. Like... That was that was just his commute, like yeah, the, yeah. And, and it and it also drives home like this is the type of shit. It happens every day. Someone, totally. you know, someone could be driving their kids to soccer practice and they just don't make it. You know, it. Yeah, it's fucking brutal. I do feel like um, certain people will always be upset about like when tragedies happen, but it, like you said, it it does suck when it isn't. Like I don't know, would it be better? If it was like preventable in way, some way, like sh- just should have been on that plane that day, and it's like, yeah, well, anybody could have been anywhere. Like he could have gotten killed uh, yeah. driving that day. Like not just I mean in a helicopter. That's the chaos that you embrace, and I'm willing to acknowledge that a big part of me feeling this way is that like it was my guy. Like he's the reason that I watch basketball is Kobe Bryant mm. because the the first Laker game that I went to in Staples Center, he hit a buzzer beating shot at the elbow 
to ice the game. And nice. I was just like, this is amazing. Mm-hmm. This is, I want to feel this way forever. Right. You know, and, and that's... He just knows how to like, yeah, he was that player that just knew how to work magic in the clutch. Yeah. No, no, no. And I think that's what being a professional is, is being able to like mm-hmm. perform when something's on the line. Yeah. It's, and I I can't tell you how many, um, like I, cause, cause I've been unemployed for large swaths of my life. I know. Oh, uh, humble brag. Yeah, I know. <laughs> a comedian who's been unemployed. <laughs> Sorry, ladies. He's taken. I would um, say he's between jobs. He's, <laughs> <laughs> he's between non-careers um Mm -hmm. and uh (laughs) yeah yeah no i can't tell you how much like kobe stuff i watched sure and and to me like if he was just talking about like oh here's how you execute a really good no look pass or here's how you do a Mm -hmm. really good jab step like i wouldn't have taken anything away from that what he always talked about like this is a person who's one of the most physically gifted athletic people ever sure all he ever talked about was how much he worked and how hard he worked, sure. how maniacal he was, and how process-obsessed he was. And that's like that's what's in, been really inspiring to me. Well, yeah, it's obviously so easy to point out like, hey, I wasn't great. I fucking worked hard, and I became great. Mm-hmm. And through that perseverance and that all that work and strife and effort, like something came out like, but it and it's always who doesn't want to hear that story like and Michael Jordan's the same way like mm-hmm. they are both famously saying like when I first started I sucked ass I wasn't I didn't I didn't <laughs> I don't think anyone when they started was like these guys suck ass they were just like hey you're you're a freaking athletic freak when you shoot the ball it tends to go in the basket and they were like <laughs> okay, but that's not good enough. I want to be the best. But they like, both talked about like <laughs> where like Michael Jordan didn't get uh, picked on his team. Right. You know, he got cut or whatever. And then like, I remember hearing a story about Kobe talking about when he was playing in Philadelphia for some like, you know, uh, rec league or whatever. Like he went a whole season without making one point. Mm-hmm. And so it was like he, they both got to those moments where you're like, well, you can either quit Mm-hmm. And it'll be fine. Yeah. Or you can hunker down and strive feel, harder. And I feel and like that's they your, did that. your first year of going to open mics. It's you the get, same thing. You get maybe like one laugh per set and you're like, fuck, I suck so you go, much butthole. I went six months without like having a not even I wouldn't even call it a decent set. It'd be like, yeah, it'd just be silence for four minutes dude i uh the one mic that i would always attend on a weekly basis um and shout out big ups to these guys because they're two cool dudes um lucas and mr todd used to run this place oh yeah called blacklight. blacklight district mm-hmm. yeah where they on would give Sundays. you they would give you 10 minutes of stage time in front of no one in yep. the middle of a sunday afternoon yeah and for me i was like oh cool i can be home by dinner yep but like really it just taught me how to be on stage totally and just be comfortable talking oh i said this thing and nobody paid attention nor laughed or gave a shit well, I got eight more minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This thing Hunker that I was down, guys. <laughs> this thing that I was crying laughing about in the shower is getting like Nothing. maybe like a smirk. Right. <laughs> you right. know? Right. Like, that's how I'm judging my success is like, are these guys are they smiling at least? Mm-hmm. You know? Oh, they didn't get up and walk away. So that's good. Yeah. 
they didn't laugh, but at least they're not walking away. <laughs> but like the cool thing about Blacklight was it was definitely the place where like like there's a lot of mics where homeless people, mm-hmm. like drunk homeless people just wander in. Of course. That one always had like drunk homeless Republican people. And nice. I was always like, <laughs> This is this is dope. Let me hear your Russia conspiracy. Like they were self loathing against themselves. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> like they were like, Man, if Democrats wouldn't keep me down, my my shoe business would take off or some <laughs> right? some crazy shit, you know? <laughs> Where it's just like, Man, you are so many steps away from that. Why it's, doesn't some politician just get rid of me already? <laughs> <laughs> When are they going to cut my food stamps? Yeah, yeah. why aren't they just going to put me out of my misery like those they should have 10 years ago? I'm my, not doing anything for this society. My life hero has always been Old Yeller and Lenny from Of Mice and Men. <laughs> right. And if I go out like that, I'll feel like a fucking G. <laughs> not a bunny rabbit, George? I petted the rabbit. Yeah, that, that's the thing, though, with, like, comedy and any other endeavor that, like, just takes, like, so much, like, yeah, there's talent, obviously, like, Kobe's Kobe, you mm-hmm. know, you know, that you can say, like, well, it does help that you were 6'8", yeah. and that you were, like, you know, 6'6", six, six. whatever, <laughs> um, and that he was, yeah, obviously, a, a great physical specimen when it came to um, athletic prowessness, yeah. but also, even when you have that, he still had to hone it, had to perfect it, had to well, like, and he outworked everyone, right? Like that's the thing right. is that there were people that didn't have the gifts that he had, right? And he would be in the gym before they got there and after they left, right? Yeah, and yeah, and he's five, eight years younger than them too, yeah. So, yeah, I can. I mean, who doesn't want to like? And you don't even have to be a sports person to like take those values and go like, oh yeah, why not bring that to being a CPA or whatever? Like, <laughs> but you can, and why not? Like, be the best CPA you can be. I'm gonna or be whatever. the Kobe Bryant of CPAs. <laughs> yep. Watch me every watch time me when I cook these books. Watch <laughs> me <laughs> every time when I save a billionaire five grand. I'm gonna swish it and say Kobe. <laughs> We're gonna throw out those W two forms and, and just watch, yeah. Watch me dunk these financial projections. Exactly. <laughs> you know how many you know how many points he made in the fourth quarter? That's how many dividends I'm gonna make in my fourth quarter. Sprite, obey your thirst within the <laughs> limits of the tax code. That should be interesting. I like that idea of like having like um companies doing like some sort of like you know, you're a, you're a spokesman for Sprite, but you're also a CPA or some like yeah. you know a, a garbage man. <laughs> I feel like that's kind of what they did with the Sprint guy. Or remember, he used to be the mm, Verizon guy. Yes, and then he switched, and then that hear fucking now? turncoat. Yes, went over to Sprint. Yep, yep. All I can say is like, I hope the money. I hope he saves the fucking money this time because he can't pull that trick three times. Ah, uh, no, he can't. He can't go, go to T-Mobile now. <laughs> no, nope. <laughs> like, T-Mobile. What about, his career is over. What over. about Cricket or some sort of like you know lesser Cricket. known like Boost Mobile? Yeah, he could. He could do like. Uh, he could do like. What What's the Chinese one? Highway. I think so. What? Highway, wait. No, I, I think it's called Huawei. Uh, Huawei. He can do, mm. yeah, 
Huawei. No, it's called Ling Ling. Ling Ling? Yeah, it's like Ring Ring, but... That sounds so racist, dude. <laughs> <laughs> just with your shaved head and then... <laughs> Ling no, Ling, it's, hello? It's called Ching Chong Bing Bong. Right, know? yeah, it's, that's yeah. what it's called. Yeah. <laughs> it's called. I would actually love a company called Ching Chong Bing Bong. What if the phone, what if the telephone, like, ringer was, ching chong, bing bong. Like, ching chong, bing bong, how may I help you? I don't know what this We're going to cut this does. part out. We're going <laughs> to, we're going to, this is, this is so incriminating. Do you sell Chinese food or table tennis? Yeah. Both. We sell, we sell ching chong, bing bong. Yeah. And we sell yeah. door, doorbells and Chinese food. And then it would be great their um their corporate charity wing could what? it would be a fund set up to like demythicize Chinese stereotypes. Well, that's what they do. Harmful it's... Chinese caricatures and mm-hmm. I love like, it. Like every for every uh you know the Chinese Frito Bandito. For every <laughs> order of Chinese food they sell, they give a uh, Chinese family in need a doorbell. Yeah. <laughs> Ching Chong Bing Bong. your college experience did you like it no i well you know i i loved going to classes i loved learning mm-hmm. but i don't feel like i had a real college experience you i'm the same I mean? way i was never like i didn't have the traditional like yeah l- moving to college living on yeah. campus like i commuted so yeah. it, it kind of felt like i i fucking got hosed on the whole like all my friends moved away and they were like oh yeah you know like dorm living and how like you're suddenly just like living in a co-ed situation for yes. the first time in your life with people that aren't your family. Hmm, and like, I have feelings in my pants. Why? Yeah. <laughs> you meet Kermit the Frog, you give him a blowjob, <laughs> and then you try not to make eye contact with him, but you guys are hmm. in the same Spanish seminar, so it's kind of hard. And like you think you like him, but you don't really want to explore those feelings too hard because you know he's still involved with Miss Piggy. And she's in your astronomy class. Right. But not the lab. Why so, does my dick smell like bacon? Because <laughs> you, you, you have a frying pan fetish. <laughs> fetish. <laughs> well, it's so much friction. Yeah. yeah it's the... not, not with my nonstick pans. <laughs> <Not> with... <laughs> right. It sounds like Miss Piggy needs some butter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like we've talked about this, but you, do you... It blows my mind every time I say it out loud. Miss Piggy is the same voice as Yoda. Definitely. Yes. No, no, no. Like, it is. It I is. mean, Frank Oz. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So every, anyone who's listening to this, now that you know that, your world is fucking rocked. <laughs> like, how are you going to take Yoda seriously now that you know that he's trying to bang Kermit the Frog? I always felt like I could do uh, Miss Piggy's voice, but it's not like the Miss Piggy, like... The sweet Kermy, like that. Kermy, Kermy. Nope. It's always when she's like, you know, trying to like be serious, and like she kind of goes into like her like gruff, serious talk. Like yeah, that that type of Mm -hmm. like when she's talking to her like her agent or whatever on the phone. She's like, "What do you want, Morty?" (laughs) (laughs) Like it's just like straight into like, oh, now she's like not being nice, fucking around. She's just like. 
okay, listen, listen, let me have it. <laughs> I always felt like, oh, I could do that part. I can't do the, like, mm, Kirby. That I mean, was, I guess that, that was, was bad. That was all right. That was good. Yeah. Um, I feel like. Now well, do the Tasmanian devil. <laughs> <laughs> I loved all the uh, Looney Tunes. I, I would parrot that stuff all the time. I mean, I guess that's how I figured out I could do Marvin the Martian was just. Hearing it and like repeating it so much over and over, I feel like yeah. all of my like impressions are that. Where yeah. I can't, I can't do it until like I hear it right then. Yeah, and then like two seconds later, I can repeat it. Yeah, but if I were to like just bust it out, like it's like, oh man, I. So you can't develop a talent you don't already have. <laughs> You're not Kobe, it's is not, what I'm, I'm hearing. I'm not an impressionist. You're I'm not. A, I'm a parrot. <laughs> <laughs> and it's usually too like if somebody else does the impression I'm like oh they figured it out so now I can like just copy what they did well that was like that was like Dana Carvey's genius exactly was like he was he was so good at like not because he doesn't like they're not nail people it's not he's like an I'm impeccable find... like oh I can't tell the difference in the voice it's like he just takes the what is funny about the voice and he finds just like the three pushes it best ticks and then just amplifies them right and it's like or oh it's my the catchphrase it's like I, f- I will never take George Bush or Ross Perot mm-hmm. seriously ever again like with Ross Perot like he the the impression isn't about like the impression it's just literally like can I get a minute can I get a minute can I finish yeah can, it's just when that. are you gonna let me finish yeah like, like that's the impression is this. The sing-songy like yeah. phrasing of it, and that's and that was the other great thing about Dana Carvey is that like his impressions were so they were such caricatures, yes. That once he did them, everyone else could do it too, of course. And then like you would you would take With, it to like, the schoolyard, the George Bush. and you'd be like, I used to say round, now I'm saying round round, you know, or the not gonna do it, not gonna, not gonna do it, wouldn't be prudent, yeah, yeah, and and it's almost like. He turned that into a catchphrase, and he probably heard Bush say it once. Yeah. Like, it wasn't even a catchphrase for him. Like, Yeah. Well, what, what did Bush say? He was like, read my lips. Yep. No new taxes. You exactly. Know? But, like, but somehow Dana Carvey just, like, looked into that, you know, sexless Melvin's heart mm-hmm. and was like, I can turn this into a caricature. <laughs> like, it, it was just, like, so good. It was perfect. Can you do any impressions or like uh, voices i do i do a pretty good bob dylan i was doing this character in my stand-up bob uh, dylan i feel like is pretty pretty easy or kind of yeah it, like no. it, i feel like there and there's a few guys that are in this like echelon of like they've been copied so many times now that like almost anybody can do it yeah like schwarzenegger yeah uh yeah well, I'm not going to do my Bob Dylan impression. <laughs> no, no, why not? That's, Let's hear it. So, so, so I would I would do this. Um, I was doing. The, I was trying to work some impressions into my stand-up for a while of earlier course. on. Um, and uh, it was. Uh, this is Bob Dylan's mom. <laughs> huh? It looks pretty cold outside. You better take a sweater. <laughs> 
that's Bob Dylan's mom. <laughs> and uh, my uh, my old sketch producing partner and I, uh, Alex Owen Sarno, who is the little girl from Titanic. Sure. Bringing it full circle. Um, yeah, sorry I jacked so, off to your movie. Yeah, I was going to say you jerked off to her. <laughs> yeah, just watching her drown. No. Um, <laughs> it just fulfilled so many fantasies for yeah. me. I was like, take that. See how yeah. she's clutching her mom? Yeah. I'm picturing her clutching my dick. <laughs> Holy shit, dude. Alex, I did not. That was that was Daryl. Yeah, was he me. was doing an impression of me. It was mm-hmm. it was uncannily spot on. Yeah, spot on. Um, yeah, so we did we did like a whole series of sketches on Bob Dylan's mom, where she right. played Bob Dylan's mom. But then I was like, well, I can I can also do this in my stand up. Yeah, it also seems like it's um I don't want to say like low hanging fruit, but it seems like when you're gonna do an impression like that, like. Yeah, like, it has to have some sort of good premise behind it. It has yeah. to, like, it can't just be the impression by itself. Well, yeah, like, and I never, not... you never want to see, like, unless it's in the context of, like, sketch, mm-hmm. then it's like, oh, okay, we can we can do this. But there have to be, like, other funny ideas around it. Right, That's why like, that... if you were already talking about Bob Dylan, mm-hmm. and you already had, like, some other jokes that were, like, that, like, kind of led up, and then mm-hmm. suddenly you went into this, I think it would be, like... Oh, okay, I can buy this. Like this, this yeah. jump. I see the bridge between this and this, mm-hmm. and I like that. Instead of it just being like, I was talking about weddings, and now it's like, here's Bob Dylan's mom. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and, and I mean that was that was and probably she's not what at was a wedding or whatever. It. It's just some non sequitur of like, I, you know, I've been I've been doing uh, a good job of uh, of getting the act outs into my set like mm-hmm. really well and like no, I've kind of like outs. seamlessly. You know, transitioning those in, but like the, I think my next step is I really want to work on on throwing more voices in, right? And like more more conversations, right? Um, you know, because like that's that's really like I just I just want to be like a sketch comedy troupe on right. stage, right? That's it. That's the experience. I, w- I like, dude. I. I didn't. I didn't know if we were going to talk about like influences or whatever. Mm-hmm. But when no, I was not. No. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. I take it back. When it's I was not this type of show. When I was a kid, that Dana Carvey stand up special, mm-hmm. the HBO one right. hit where he like where he uh imitates his son, Daddy. Yes. Does God have feet? And yep. like Yep. Um <laughs> That's the chopping broccoli and all yeah, that. Yeah, he does mm-hmm. well and yeah, he recycles some of his SNL bits. But yeah. it's but it's gold. It's, it's fucking it's Dana amazing. Carvey. It, it's amazing. And like when I was a kid, like I didn't see SNL in the eighties, so that so it was new to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and he has that one great Framin OJ bit. Yes, dude, <laughs> Framin OJ for the fucking win. But if you look at it technically, he couldn't have acted alone. There's just too many things. Too many people would have had to have been involved, and it's hard to comprehend that spontaneous conspiracy. Five thirty a.m. at South Bundy, just someone walks up to you and says, "We're Framin OJ. You in?" <laughs> I mean, OJ, I could go to prison. I'd risk my entire career. And I really like OJ. But you're right, it's just too good. I'm in. Pass it along. Framing OJ, you in? Framing OJ, you in? Framing OJ, you in? Framing OJ, you in? Framing OJ, Framing OJ, Framing OJ, Framing OJ. Framing OJ, I'm in. Count me in, count me in. Framing OJ, count me in. 
to all our ships at sea. We're framing OJ, framing OJ. All the way to Japan. You going to frame OJ? But I really like OJ. Two thousand yard Buffalo Bill. But you're right, it's just too good. We got to frame him. All the way to England. Now see here, 007. This may look like an ordinary Mont Blanc pin. But when you press this lever, it becomes capable of spraying blood through the windshield onto the console of a Ford Bronco. All the way to the White House. Ring, ring. You're going to frame OJ. Well, hell, I really like those Naked Gun movies. But you're right, it's just too good. I'm going to put it at your disposal of the Marines, the Navy, the CIA, and the FBI because we have got to get that son of a bitch. Framing OJ. We're framing OJ. Framing OJ. We're framing OJ. Like, and it's just like, and he just goes and he goes into like all these unrelated scenarios where it's like, it's clear he just had like a sketch vignette. Yes. That like if he'd still been on Saturday Night Live at the time, he would have like written this. Yeah. Where he was like the the James Bond scenario where he's like, Now see James, when you when you press the like the lever in this in this pen, it shoots blood in through the windshield of the Ford Bronco. Like and just like <laughs> yeah, like it, it was it was just so genius. He fleshed it out mm-hmm. so well. I feel like a lot of his stand up is that where it's like, Oh, this is a sketch and since I'm not in a, on SNL anymore, I'll just do it on a stage. Yeah. Like I remember him, but he had so much energy and yeah. so much dedication. And it was so good, yeah, yeah. That I mean, that's the one thing that I've been noticing with with guys like that, where it's like you can't go half ass. You gotta, mm. you you have to go. You have to use that whole ass. And you gotta go all and the way because because when you go all the way, people will, like they see that okay, he's selling it. It it's I I buy it. But if you well, go that, halfway, they're like, okay, you didn't commit. You didn't. Really, you well, don't have what it is, dude. There's no confidence, and then I, I just don't think it's. They can they can smell your fucking fear, and yeah. what I mean when I say that is they can they can sense your lack of confidence, and if if they feel like you're afraid of being ashamed if something doesn't work, they feel ashamed for you, of course, and it makes it uncomfortable. They don't want to laugh at your misfortune. They want to laugh yeah. at you being confident and going. This will make them laugh, not, oh, I hope this will make you laugh. Yeah. Well, I mean, and that's, like, comics don't want bomb laughs. They want sincere Clearly. laughs. Like, you, like, like, man, you fucking nailed me. That's what they want. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I thought of this, and then I executed it, and then you laughed. Instead of it, like, being executed poorly, and yeah. then they laugh at your misfortune, or like, wow, that was horrible. <laughs> well, we're we're all just trying to bridge that gap between what we know we're capable of and the abilities that we have to execute. We're, we're all on that, that fucking Mamba mentality, bro. You know what I mean? Well, that's the thing though, is that Kobe life there. And I'm not saying like, I haven't done this, but I definitely get mad at certain comics that I see coming up and they like preface it with like, I don't know if this is funny or not. Fuck that. Fuck that to hell. Or this will probably be stupid. And you're like, why are you giving them an excuse not to like it? Don't. Don't. If you guys are listening to this, um, first of all, Miss Piggy and Yoda are the same voice. Uh, (laughs) Holy shit, right? Uh, Second of all. Listen, frog. (laughs) Second of all, 
don't tell people how you expect them to judge your material before it comes out of your Clearly. mouth. Clearly. Just fucking say it. And then, and then if anything, it'll... you're not getting a real reaction from them right. if you, if you fucking half measure it at the beginning. Yeah. Like, it would be like, like you're not gonna have sex with a woman and go like, "Hey, you're probably not gonna like my dick before you pull it out." Like, <laughs> hey, uh, I gotta warn you, this is a really shoddy dick I got here. Um, not even sure if it's gonna work. Really, you probably. I'm not saying it's because of you, but it probably won't be up. It's probably not gonna get up. I understand if you do laugh, but if you don't laugh, that's cool too. Mm-hmm. Like, why would you do that? I don't <laughs> It's, you do it, and then you tell her sorry afterwards. <laughs> the Daryl Williams method. Yeah, that's... <laughs> Same thing with comedy, is that yeah. you tell them a racist joke, and then you go, oh, my bad. Yeah. My, my, uh, my mother-in-law says, um... She you know, tells you how to fuck. She's she's like you just you just ram her, just <laughs> so hard. She's just not only just the dick, put the balls inside too. Yeah. Just shove it all in it. No, she shouldn't be walking straight the next day. And I'm like, this is your daughter that you're talking about, and and she's like, yeah, she's my angel, but I want you to treat her like Satan's plaything. Right. It's like holy shit, Grace, this is some foul foul stuff. This completely unexpected from you and she's just like yeah there's a lot you don't know about me Mm -hmm. i'm a naughty girl i just like this i'm not even comfortable knowing this information grace here why don't you show me what you're doing to her (laughs) just so i can know what what's going on she she did buy me a very convincing real doll to demonstrate on (laughs) it was like i'm so glad i don't have to have sex with you and she was like well let's not rule anything out but Because what family members, I mean, we all, we all need doorbells. <laughs> yeah. Especially if... But we all want affordably priced Chinese food, too. I mean... How do you do both? How do you give doorbells without getting, you know, by still getting food? With Ching Chong Bing Bong, we care <laughs> both about your need for orange chicken or whatever other weird shit they eat over there, and your need for a doorbell that says your name. <laughs> When I was um, that's why. <laughs> <laughs> when I was in college, uh, I was doing a radio sketch show, and uh, one of our sketches was uh, this fake commercial for um, Chinese Italian subs, and they never sold footlongs; they only sold six inches because six inches is enough. Did somebody order the footlong? Yeah, over here. That's too bad. Because I've only got a six inch over here, but I could give it to you twice. At Mama Chang's Chinese Italian six inch subs. Mama Chang rolls. Twelve inches is too cool, cool, and six inches is enough to fill you up. At Mama Chang's Chinese Italian six inch subs. Our, our meat is stuffed more than our bread is flour. It'll always satisfy, and we view wanting more. Come on down and taste for yourself. 
program Mama Jake's Chinese Italian Subs. <laughs> and it would just That's be so this like, <laughs> you don't need a foot long. You just, six inches is just fine. Like, it just. <laughs> you, you must have gone to like the most unwoke college <laughs> of all time. No, it was, it was actually, I was definitely a minority. I mean, it was predominantly African Americans. That yeah, um, that by default makes you a minority. Yeah, when you're on, that's how the cops think of it too. It's mm-hmm. like, well, let's make sure that Daryl's safe because he's the minority here. Well, that's the weird thing about it is that like, you know, God damn it, dude, are you serious? If you're the, if you're the only white guy in a in a classroom, you are by one definition the minority. Yes, but you're when not, you're in that classroom, but yes. you don't get to be considered that. Like, oh well, you're the only white voice, so we will like kind of, I don't know, adjust accordingly or whatever. Yeah, it's because still there's like, a yeah. bunch of institutionalized racial profiling that you benefit from. Still, <laughs> I guess not that that college though. Not well. What did you go to, like Howard or something? What I are went you... to Cal State Dominguez Hills in Compton, California. Yeah, yeah, it's a historically black school. I get it. Yeah, but that's the thing. Like, I never went there. Like, oh, I'm gonna like disrupt the system, or it's because I'm like, you know, getting a. <laughs> you you were um, you were there because you were like because they when let are, me in. When are my people gonna get a chance? That's. <laughs> I am a disenfranchised minority in America. It wasn't because <laughs> I was white; it's because I was poor. I mean, yeah, I I get it. I you know I got student loans too, bro. We're all mm-hmm. we're all poor. I I shouldn't talk though. I only applied to one college, mm. and then and, you got in, and then I got in. Yeah. Mm-mm-mm. So going back to you were talking about, you have another impression that you do. Oh shit! Yeah. Um. I do Matthew McConaughey. Yeah, that sounds like a pretty uh, standard. I do uh, Matt okay. voice. You didn't let me finish, Daryl. Mm-hmm. I oh. do Matthew McConaughey, but the only word he can say is baseball. Got it. Baseball. <laughs> baseball. Yeah, that's it. That's basically <laughs> it. It's, it's that easy. I feel like a lot of impressions are that where it's it's not necessarily an impression. It's I can just say one word as them. Well, but like it's that's a micro impression. But yeah, I mean, I shouldn't let it end at that phase because that's really just like the word that I used to lock into like mm-hmm. my Matthew McConaughey impression. Like if what I go, if he said softball go, instead, baseball. <laughs> you know, the thing I like about these girls, and, and then I'm just right, like there, right. I'm in it. Uh, one thing I thought about doing was um, Matthew McConaughey, but you know how he's like. The spokesperson for like three different brands right now. Yes, like Matthew McConaughey, but he's just been up too long doing too many commercials, and now he <laughs> doesn't know what he's pitching anymore. Right. So he'd be like, "Wild Turkey is the car that I love to drive into Burger Town, where the flavor is." Or just, mm-hmm, you know, just like mm-hmm, just mm-hmm. just off the rails, Matthew McConaughey. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like yeah. that. I feel like you could definitely do that. It's, yeah. It's so weird though, like. Just having like a non sequitur, like, yeah. Where you go, like I'm now gonna just do this. Yeah, I mean, it, it would have been better like two years ago when those commercials were everywhere. Clearly, clearly. But and yeah. you already were doing your tight ten on a uh, Matthew McConaughey earlier. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I I had to kill most of my Matthew McConaughey mm-hmm. material after uh, 
after Dallas Buyers Club because most of the jokes <laughs> right. were like, wouldn't it be funny if Matthew McConaughey got AIDS and the only word he could say was baseball? <laughs> 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 all right, all right, all right. Baseball. <laughs> I'm real sick, baseball. (laughs) (laughs) I might not be alive for another baseball game. I really hope that the Astros finish out this season strong. I hope they're not using monitors to cheat baseball. (laughs) (laughs) And they were. They were, Matthew McConaughey. Your whole life is a fucking lie. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They were cheating. Uh, I I don't want to talk too much about L.A. sports, but... Yeah, Dodgers. What they were? Uh, I was reading some some article recently where they're trying to say like they're trying to retroactively say that they won that World Series because of the Astros cheating. Well, I think the thing that everyone should stop saying is that they lost that World Series. Right? They got cheated out of an opportunity to win the World Series. I don't think you give. I don't think you give the trophy to the Dodgers, but take it away from the fucking Astros. Mm-hmm. It's they just didn't nobody's. Earn it. They right. didn't earn it. They didn't, nobody earned it that year. It should just be fucking vacated. Same with 2018. Mm-hmm. They were fucking stealing signs too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it's just dumb that Politics. they still have signs in the first place. Well, you'd think that they would be able to get an app. <laughs> well, wasn't that the problem that the socks were using an app to track? Yeah. Oh, they were. Pro- yeah. Yeah. Right. I just imagine the technology. Technology is just going to keep creating these problems mm-hmm. that it solves. You know, where it's well, like, okay, now we're trying to tap too. into their into their Wi-Fi router. Now we're trying to like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, now we're looking at like we're getting someone with like microscope vision to look at the vibrations on their wristbands. You know, right. Like, right. Yeah, I mean, th- they have lip readers in the dugouts. They mm-hmm. have sign stealers in the du- That's why Alex Cora had a job in the MLB. He wasn't, like, the best player ever. He was the best at picking up signs. Right, <laughs> yeah. right. I wish I could pick up some signs. I recently uh, thought I was going to hook up with this girl. It turns out she was a lesbian. Um, Was your sign when she started muff diving your roommate or um <laughs> the sign was when she said i love women yeah <laughs> <laughs> no i was like, definitely yeah. like i thought we had a cool uh vibe you know we were friends for a while mm-hmm. and then i was like you know what next time we hang out i'm gonna try to make a move or whatever yeah you were like i'm just gonna put on a margaret cho special mm-hmm. and uh put on my uh, favorite khaki shorts yeah my, i'm just gonna put on a tegan and sarah album and see where it goes pull up in my land rover <laughs> see where she what's going on uh, no but yeah you're like one of the few dudes in the comedy scene that doesn't have a lesbian haircut by the way it's like you and me that's it i want to see a lesbian looking like me i would definitely be like oh yeah you love dick oh i mean you love puss yeah, yeah. you definitely don't like dick you at all. you you love pussy so much you are like a fucking confederate at this yeah, point you, you are betraying your own kind to, like more to of a get, dude than half the dudes here to get the puss yeah that would be impressive, though. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like I took all the all the hair off my head and put it <laughs> on my face so that I could get more, slay more gash. Like I used to have a joke about that where I was saying, like the, um, if I can convince people that I used to be a woman and now I'm a, a post op trans man, people would definitely be like, "Wow, you look pretty good. <laughs> you used to be a chick. Whoa." <laughs> 
Good. You're so brave. Yeah, so like, brave that you kept the tits. <laughs> Super brave. I was like, you know, don't don't fit into society's boxes. Mm-hmm. Be fit you. into your own box. What's inside your pants, Daryl? Like, yeah, that's a pretty decent beard. <laughs> Were you growing that before you transitioned? Those hormones are just really yep. doing their job. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> that's great. It's like, yeah, you should have seen me as a woman. Yeah. Woof. <laughs> oh my goodness. Some people were telling me you should be a man this whole time. <laughs> yeah. They used to they used to call me Air Bud, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like But uh yeah, I, I I don't know why I stopped doing it. Probably just cuz I wanted to do other yeah, stuff. It's, it's one of those like gender politics bits. Like, mm. you know, I mean, and it's it's like it's fine people want to be sensitive about that. And I'm I'm not one of those comics that's like, oh, just learn how to take a joke. Because it's like, at the end of the day, if they don't laugh at the joke, mm. it's because the joke's not crafted well enough. Right. That's right. it. That's it. That's it. I've heard that Louis C.K. said the N-word on stage like seven times yeah. in rapid succession and got laughs on each one. It's true. It's yeah. so true. I have this one joke that I've been trying <laughs> to figure out how to package. Do you know which one I'm going to say? Does it involve the N-word? No. <laughs> I'm just trying to see how many times I can say it and yeah. then be like, what? Louis said it. It's fine. No, it involves it involves the uh the F word and the other F word. Right. Um right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like friendship, um, family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. Um fiduciary. <laughs> right. <And> fiduciary <laughs> is a great word though, because it's got douche baked into it. it Anything does. with a fricative sound at the start. That's why fuck is such a great word. Because mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. has it has the f- the the fricative at the start and then the k that's like that's like the snare drum definitely of fucking of of you know phonemes. It's, it's so definitely good. a nice yeah fuck a drum fuck, beat. Fuck. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. That's the problem with all the words that you can't say is that they all have that like percussive element to them. Right. Right. Like the like the hard G or the hard <laughs> R. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like tart, tart. It like and right. like you know, I don't I don't use that word on stage ever. But, but like off stage. But yeah, all the time. <laughs> That's what I call my dick. Um no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You fucking retard. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, you think you're gonna jizz right now? You fucking retard! Like, you know, um, no, I would never say it on stage. No, I'd say it. My, my, my Everyone dick, says it on stage. No one, no one cares about my it. My dick's slow know. as fuck. <laughs> my my dick has twice of me twenty four because it's so big. What? <laughs> yeah, um, it's just like a Down syndrome kid. It has a big head. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, now yeah. we're all trying our um, horrible, um, physically challenged material. Yeah, I, intellectually disabled. I think that's where ah, God's miracles. Yeah, but well, you know, my wife works with that population, so I'm not gonna like humble brag. You're not. Yeah, you're not. You know, she's yeah, she's she's why I'm getting into heaven, which I don't believe in. God is dead. <laughs> um, oh. Uh, Sorry, I don't say that anymore. Now I say, uh, I don't believe in heaven. Hail Satan. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, atheism, just not a strong enough stance for me anymore. I'm like, (laughs) I'm going over to the other side, man. (laughs) Fuck it, dude. 
I'm on Satan's team. We got ACDC. We got Ozzy. Mm-hmm. We got mm-hmm. like probably like Jeffrey Epstein, Alistair Crawley. Yeah, yeah, we got like all the cool people, dude. You know for sure the Clintons are Satanists, man. Come of on, <laughs> join the fucking cult. I mean, That's- obviously, uh, yeah, OJ is gonna be there. OJ, we got OJ. We got we got Michael Jackson. We got <laughs> we got that Bikram Yoga guy. We got yeah. <laughs> we got, everyone that they've ever made a documentary about mm-hmm. is gonna be in hell with us, totally. you guys. Even, it's gonna kick so much ass. Even the directors that made the documentaries there too, dude. That last Tango in Paris director who mm. like told the male actor like, yeah, just rape her. We'll film it. Right. That guy's gonna be there. He's a genius. Yeah. No, <laughs> Roman Polanski. Yeah. He's there. Okay, let's get into my last segment before we shove on out of here. Oh, just shove it, baby. I do this segment with all of my guests. It's also a little stolen from uh bernard pebo and also stolen from what's his face james lipton. james lipton it's called inside the comic studio okay first question what subject would you like to talk about on stage but haven't yet uh d- does it count if i've tried to talk about it i guess well okay so so one thing that i think is really hard is talking about like books you've read mm. Like, it's really hard to talk about a book you've read without sounding like, I'm smarter than you. I've yeah. read a book you haven't read. <laughs> right. And it's, and it's just hard to, like, especially if you're trying to establish the relationship of my status is below the audience, mm. then it, it, it just it just kind of, like, upsets that whole balance. It's hard. It, it's hard to bring up a book, even, like, books that are, like, in the mainstream media, like, saying, yeah. like, I read Harry Potter. They're like, oh, well, you think you're better than me? Yeah. They're like, no, I'm better than a sixth grader (laughs) yeah that or like um i think i think like i think divorce is a really relatable subject sure i've tried to talk about my parents divorce a bunch of times from a bunch of different angles and it just doesn't get the response that i want it to right um but i mean shouldn't be in the audience yeah well (laughs) maybe maybe i shouldn't have done it at the proceedings, you know, maybe, and maybe they should have gotten it's an arbitrator, arbitrator. <laughs> instead of a, instead of the fucking court, you know. But uh, okay, I think we've yeah. heard enough from Zach. Yeah, <laughs> and his topical humor. What's the deal with philandering? Am I? Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. What's the deal with like with him going out for cigarettes and never coming back? <laughs> He would, he would never smoke a cigarette. He would never. He'd be like, "I'm going out, I'm going out for pussy," and then never come back. And then we'd be like, "Oh no, Dad's not fucking some chick. He's smoking crack again. This is bad." Like, what's the deal with Dad not being monogamous? <laughs> I mean, I know we're Mormon, but this is ridiculous. It's not even marrying these women. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, boo. Mormon Jerry Seinfeld. Yeah, not a hit. <laughs> Somehow. Well, this might go into the next question uh, easily. What is your favorite joke that never gets a laugh? My favorite joke 
that never gets a laugh. Let me think. You're like, well, they all work so well, so it's a little tough to hear. Well, but like, like jokes I have that don't get laughs. Usually, I just rotate them out of the set. Right. You know? I, so a lot of like, comics say that they're like, well, I don't tell them anymore. That's. <laughs> Yeah, no, so it's hard. I had I had this one really like protracted and long bit about um when I was in the fifth grade, mm-hmm. like the first year they showed us sex education videos, mm-hmm. they have this one video where the kid uh like he has a wet dream and then he like yes. gets scared because his mom catches him. Naturally. And then he runs away. Like, he runs away in the middle of the night. <laughs> and, um, is this a live-action movie? Yeah, no. This was, this was, like, real. This was shot in, like, the 80s. Like, this was, <laughs> this was not that right. long ago. Starring Fred Savage. Yeah, this was, this was clearly before people knew, like, oh, if a kid runs away in the middle of the night, he's probably not coming back without no. new holes in his body, you know? Um, and <laughs> since he was eight, he didn't like cross the street and just like kept walking around the same block. Eight? No, he was he was having a sexual awakening, so he oh, was probably so 12. like twelve, yeah, or something. So at any rate, this twelve-year-old kid runs away <laughs> like, in the middle of the night. At eight, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, dude, I I had armpit hair at fucking eight. <laughs> just, you know, I was. All these kids were like, "You want to play Pokemon?" And I was like, "Hey, are you guys noticing anything different? Is anything?" different you had in your armpit region you had armpit hair on your dick yeah exactly <laughs> yeah <laughs> i glued it there yeah that's that was from like shaving it you know <laughs> i used to be a swimmer so you know they let you keep it on the dick i do like that idea of yeah. like all of your friends like <laughs> what's going on zach how you doing uh, not much man <laughs> oh you know just deep voice stuff i've been you know, soundtracking a lot of movies. I've been ominously speaking at oracles, you know. Hey, have you ever noticed how hot your mom is? Yeah. I mean, not your mom. I mean, not actually my mom. Yeah. <laughs> Who dares to see the wizard? You know, like that, yeah. Um. <laughs> you ever felt funny watching your sister take a shower? <laughs> so... So yeah, so this kid, this kid runs away. Yeah, and the, and like, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the best part is he is he must have run like all night, or it must have been right before dawn or something, because all of a sudden it's like daytime and he's in a fucking zoo. Yeah, like weird. we're in a zoo, and then like he didn't the buy person, a ticket. No, he just like walked into the zoo, which I guess was zoo protocol back in the day. Maybe it's like you know Central Park where it's free. I don't know. At any rate. <laughs> He's like post nocturnal emissions, still in his PJs, got jizz on his pants, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> walking around the zoo. Yeah, all the lions are like in a frenzy. <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. They're like, is, is this male of another species trying to establish dominance? And, we um, smell it. Yeah. <laughs> Just some hyenas attack his junk. Yeah, no. So, um,. Then there's a janitor at the zoo, of and he decides he, to confide. Is he magical? The janitor, it's like the. No, he's a normal janitor. He's not black. He's not like Will no, Smith he's or like anything. White. He's like he's like a seventy year old man, mm. and the kids. I like, would have recasted that. Yeah, get some right? diversity in this. Yeah, well, but also like maybe not such an obvious like old pedophile type too. Yeah, why know? is he gonna go fight and like? You know, I've had a lot of nocturnal emissions too, son. Dude, okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's like the thing. <laughs> Thanks, is old the man. Kids, the kid's like, I don't know what's going on with my body. And then the <laughs> old man is like, 
well, you came to the right person. And it's just like, <laughs> what? No. You came to the exact wrong person. <laughs> yeah. Talk to literally any other adult in your life. Could have been a priest. That you Could've... know and trust. Yeah. Don't talk to a random zoo janitor that you just <laughs> fucking met. He's the janitor at the goddamn zoo. Well, he I've did... been picking up donkey shit for a long time, so yeah. I know about a lot of things. Exactly. <laughs> like, you know, when I'm shoveling elephant poop, I often think... <laughs> about prepubescent boners and i <laughs> yep I, let me show you the inside of my van do you know and i've been like, hoping a precocious 12 year old would come up to me one day and ask me about it <laughs> right exactly like and, and then like the tact that the the zoo janitor takes is well i've seen a lot of lions <laughs> just like they've, a lion can have any size dick and it's okay they've got a lot of boners too yeah <laughs> I just like whenever I see a lion with a boner, I think that's a pretty spectacular boner, regardless of size. Like, what? <laughs> you're the creepiest fucking janitor. How do they even let you work at the zoo if you're right. just oogling lion boners all day? <laughs> Pick up some fucking litter, you monster. There's one guy that just goes like, "What the hell are you doing here?" Yeah. I've been Told you time and time and again, you can't talk to people around here. Yeah. Get out of here, you yeah. lose. Like, yeah. He doesn't even work there. He's just, <laughs> he's just a bum. You're not an officially sanctioned Sue janitor. We have a screening process for perverts like you. Right? <laughs> like, You're supposed to be 500 feet away from this zoo at all times. And then, and then where I always wanted the joke to end was like, but if you were going to be a pedophile and like cover your tracks the best job is zoo janitor (laughs) because just like lions you're always hungry for fresh meat so you can just feed them to the lions and (laughs) that didn't seem to work evidence yeah for some reason people people weren't like yeah butcher that 12 year old boy (laughs) he's just discovering his body he deserves to be eaten you know like kind of a hard sale you know i feel like the the like what we were just talking about is like the more of the joke is like in the absurdity of like who the fuck is this janitor and why the why did they produce this movie <laughs> who wrote this fucking script yeah. where was it michael jackson yeah he was definitely like creatively involved he was like he's just had this little boy he finds him you know he finds a magical janitor he could be played by me that's that's like the script that uh that they passed on for Captain EO and he was right. like but I think we can use it for something else I want to help the children it was like this understand was understand that they can talk to strangers holding broomsticks this was the first draft of Moonwalker yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay instead of a janitor how about it's a guy that turns into a car I don't like the script Moon Janitor <laughs> it needs to be it, it, we need to up the ante that's the, that was the funniest thing about, like, Michael Jackson in, like, his music videos and stuff, is he always played, like, a military leader or something. Yes. Where, like, he would he would be in front of, like, large groups of, like, tough-looking people. Definitely. And then he'd be like, silence. <laughs> Fall in line. You know, and it's just like, <laughs> yeah. just like the most timid-voiced man ever. And it's like, how did he achieve this rank? Why would people follow him? You can't even hear him on a battlefield. He'd be like, charge. You know, like, it's just it's fucking ridiculous. Because he can move. Yeah. They're like, well, if you can do the moonwalk, then we'll give you the general outfit. 
So shut up, James. Yeah. That's why you'll always be a three-star general, Justin Timberlake. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Cry me a river. That's what that song was written about. Is he, <laughs> wanted, he wanted to be in the Rhythm Nation Army, and he could only achieve the rank of three-star general. <laughs> but Janet Jackson's in it. She can move. She can move, bro. Mm-hmm. She's got a nice rack, too, you know. Mm-hmm. Okay, next question. If hell exists, what would you like to hear Satan say to you? What would I like Satan to say to me? I'd like him to be like, you were right about everything, <laughs> but you probably shouldn't have been such a dick about it. Right. You There's know? being right and being nice. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, because I think if, like, I think there are good reasons that I believe in the things that I believe in that would send me to hell. Sure. Um, And I would just like to hear Satan acknowledge, like, hey, man, you really took the time to, like, think through mm-hmm. all of these notions that you have. Um, it just so happens that they're sinful. And now... I am going to shove a pine cone of lava in your ass every single day for the rest of eternity. How's oh, it still a pine cone? How's it not melting? <laughs> well, that, those are those satanly powers that I have. That's Satan. dope. Yeah. No, that makes sense. I would yeah. do that. I'd well, I don't. I don't do anything that that bad anymore. My, like mm. my biggest sin is probably like pride, pride my own ideas, and ah, arrogance, right. mm-hmm. abilities, and all that stuff. You know. Right. All that, all that Kobe shit that I've been absorbing my whole life, <laughs> right. you know. Thinking your shit don't stink. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, I mean, like, I, I, you know, I quit drugs, I quit alcohol, you know. I don't, you know, it's like I, you know, I, I, I masturbate, but not to things that I shouldn't, you right. know, <laughs> like <laughs> just to the things I should. Yeah, you know, like fresh fruit, mm-hmm. little boys, styrofoam. Okay, next question. What sexual position will you never try on stage? Sexual position will I never try on stage? Uh, I mean, I talk, I, I'm, I've made jokes about, like, fisting and pegging and stuff. Um, and have you done the act-outs for those? Or I... No, I think I should, though. I think I should. Mm-hmm. That would probably sell the jokes better. Um, like, um, you receiving it or giving it? I'm interested. I don't know. <laughs> you know, whatever. Just like spice it up. I don't right. I don't really care. Um what wouldn't I act out on stage is probably like um like a woman on top. I just feel like that would create like a weird angle, like a woman on top man lying on his back. Right. I don't think that that would yeah, be Yeah, would you good. like lay on the stage or Yeah, you'd have like, to lay on the stage. I don't think it would be a good performance piece. Yeah, you couldn't use the stool or a chair. Yeah, I think I think if you did like a chick sitting on a dude's lap, that would mm. be fine because you could sit on a stool. Right. Or if you did like dude leaning against a wall, chick right suspended on him, that would that would I could see be an act out. But mm-hmm. yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't act out dude on his back, chick riding. Right. Yeah. I always find uh, a lot of male comics are more into like I'll do that, I'll do that, but female comics are like, no, what? <laughs> Why would I act out that? I don't even want to do it in real life. I did. The weirdest thing I heard was that a uh, female comic, um, and I, I know who she is. I'm just not saying her name because I don't want to put anyone on blast. Right. Um, but her saying that she felt like giving a blowjob was super relaxing. Mm-hmm. Where I was like, damn, I thought they were like 
hella work. Yeah, right. You know? like, it seems like that's a that's a lot. That's like an invasion of your personal space. It feels like. Yeah, I've never thought about like, oh man, I need to wind down. Where's that dick? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what? I really like popsicles. Could I shove one all the way down my throat, <laughs> over and over? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Until it, you know, shoots stuff at me. Yeah, that would be nice. That sounds like a nice, relaxing day. Better than a jacuzzi. Next question. What profession would you like to see abolished? Profession I would like to see abolished. Tomorrow there's no more blank. There's no more blank. Not like Um, we're killing people, just that job. No, they just don't have that job anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, SEO managers. (laughs) Okay. S- uh, What's an S- SEO? SEO is search engine optimization. You see, okay, so I used to be a copywriter for a long time, and my experience with SEO managers is that they try to reverse engineer interesting stories. Mm-hmm. So they're like, oh, people are really searching uh, tennis right now because of the U.S. Open. Right. So here are like the top 25 trending terms related to tennis. So let's you write a story that incorporates all 25 of these terms so that we can rank higher on Google's algorithms. And it's like, right. why don't you just write a fucking compelling story that's well-worded and well-written, and it doesn't matter if you use tennis and tennises and tennisises and tennis racket and tennis game and tennis match and tennis set right because it's it's a fucking interesting story and people want to read it so yeah any profession like that where it's like we're trying to take the interesting thing and decode its dna not to make it better but to make it more profitable and to make it actually less palatable Right. Fuck that profession. Fuck any profession like that. Okay, next question. We're getting on tangents. I know. These these questions are lasting like 10 minutes each, <laughs> dude. What celebrity <laughs> needs to shut up on social media? What celebrity needs to shut up on social media? Who's like... There's some people that are like, oh, you know who needs to like fucking go away? And I shouldn't say this as a comedian, but like sometimes Bill Maher is just like popping off and he's right. like... It's like, man, just shut up. Just, like, mm-hmm. think a little bit before you talk. I don't know. Like, um... Too liberal. Yeah, yeah. Like, so... But, like, so... So liberal, but so, like, incorrect that it's, like... Oh, this is the worst of both worlds. Where, like, right after the um, Paris attacks, he was, like... Oh, this is... This is the Muslim faith, and it's Muslim people that are responsible for this, right, and right. it's all their fault, and they're not talking against members of their society, and we should blame all of them. And it's like, dude, do you not understand how Islamophobia works? Like, yeah. they are constantly blamed for everything that the like most extreme members of their society do. Whereas, like, anytime a white guy shoots up a black church in Charlotte, like, have you ever apologized for that, Daryl? Uh, twice a day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, every time... <laughs> That's my white guilt. Every time I see Ching Chong Bing Bong, I thank him for building our railroads <laughs> and, and doorbells. See, so, it's, it's our white privilege to be able to say that joke, but it's our white guilt saying we probably shouldn't have. We shouldn't. Yeah, I know. 
It was super racist. I feel <laughs> terrible. But it was funny. So was. It was. I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry. Let's move on. Describe your comedy in three emojis. My comedy in three emojis. Um. So it's um, it's the one where his like teeth are bared, like the smiley teeth. But he's like, but he's like, it's awkward. He's like, mm-hmm. just that, like, like just like. Ugh, I don't know that. And then just, and then just that guy that's like holding up his hands, like the shrugging. Oh no, mm-hmm. shrugging um, dude. Yeah. And then uh, the smiley poo because smiley poo. It's always appropriate, but no one ever expects it. I don't use the smiley poo a lot, but I would. I dis- used to. I used it like exclusively for a while. I was like, I cannot think of a scenario that this isn't appropriate for. <laughs> it was like, congratulations on your wedding, brother, smiley poop. <laughs> like, you know. I mean, why would they make it if you didn't? They didn't want you to use it. Yeah, and. Sometimes it's sometimes it's especially appropriate where you're like, I just had a really good BM smiley poop. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. right? I just got that new job, smiley poop. Yeah, dude. Because we we know the re- relaxing relief of having that new job. I don't know. It definitely feels good. It feels it feels like you've gotten the unemployment out of you <laughs> in one long rope. <laughs> okay, on the same. Kind of on the same track. Can you make a fart sound? Nice. Adequate. Yeah, that was Thank that was yeah. a decent. Probably sounds like the real ones, right? I didn't. I feel like I put too much thought into my previous answers. I wanted to get right to the gusto, you know? Awesome. Yeah. Okay, last two questions. What mm. is the least progressive thing about you? Least progressive thing about me? Um, you hate broccoli. You. You don't like left-handed people? Sometimes I like I just pissed off when okay, this is this is like kind of ironic. I get pissed off when comics say an offensive joke mm-hmm. and then they like blame people for not getting it. Oh that's yeah, you're just, super annoying. You're just dumb. You don't get it. Yeah. You just don't know how to take a joke about Islamophobia. I'm Bill Maher. <laughs> right. Like, you know, like, it's, um, again, I probably shouldn't say that or any so of the things still- I've said about the fine Chinese American individuals who helped build our fine country. Um, so the least progressive thing about you is that you're a little judgmental? Yeah, I guess I'm I'm reverse judgmental on people being judgmental of judgmental audience members. So I'm like I'm like triple judging motherfuckers for being like, why won't you just laugh at my blackface joke? You know, right. and you're like, because if it was funny, I would have. Yeah, dude, because like, because I love me some blackface jokes. Why don't you just work on like building a time machine and go back to the 1920s? You can say all that shit. And the and the fucking and thing about it too funny. is that like. The whole the whole reaction that they're trying to play off of is people being offended. Yes. And so if people hadn't have gotten offended, there was no reason for that joke to exist. Mm-mm. So they just didn't fucking do it well enough. And that's and they the need thing. to go back to the drawing board. You're not gonna get it. I think they they take groans as laughs yeah. just as much. Where you're like, that was a groan. That was not. That was like, ugh. Why yeah. did you say that? Not. <laughs> I can't believe he said that. Yeah, no. I mean, well, and that's the thing is like we all we all say some outlandish shit. You know, mm-hmm. we're comics. It's cool. It's whatever. You always and have I to find the line. I w- yeah, I wouldn't. And if you're not 
playing on the line, then like you're not really risking anything. Right. And you know, I I wouldn't I wouldn't want to take that away from anyone because there have been a lot of like bold things that people have done that have moved the needle forward in like what people can express. Right. But like, you know, at the end of the day, if you're if you're if you're blaming someone else for not liking your stuff and you haven't done and you've left work undone, mm-hmm. that's on you. Yeah. Okay, last question. Mm-hmm. When was the last time you saw a boob in real life? Uh, this not, morning. Not your own. This morning. Yeah? Yeah. Was no. it awesome? It was. It's never not awesome, dude. Mm-hmm. It's never not awesome. Uh, my wife was just... Oh, they were your wife's. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, oh. my wife lets me see other boobs. Oh, I thought you, I thought you just meant like... In person, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you yeah. saw the wife's boobs, and yeah. you're like, right on. Yeah, no, no, no. She was uh, she was getting out of the shower. It was early morning. I was about to leave. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, wet, shimmering booby. Nothing, yeah. absolutely nothing wrong like, with this, that. This day can't be that bad. No, and uh, and it only went downhill from there. Oh, man. <laughs> until, until, until recording this podcast and offending right. Bill Maher and all Chinese people. Until yeah. you saw my boobs. Yeah. <laughs> I did. I saw a little bit of midriff when you were taking your sweater off. Ooh, that's second base in some cultures. <laughs> well, Zach, that was it. That you don't have any more? No, no questions? more questions, no more things. I mean, I definitely have more questions, but we don't have any more time left. Yeah, no problem. I understand that. It's definitely been a thin slice of hell. Yeah, you know. Um, well, but that's where you want to be. Yeah, let's establish that dope place. Why don't yeah. you uh, throw out that social media? Yeah, you guys can hit me up. Uh, my Instagram is at Zach's Snacks. Z a x x s n a x x. It's not. There's not three X's. Yeah, it's no, not pornographic. It was, a, it was a, a very distinct decision to be like two X's. Not, not three. And I think that three X's and one X were both taken. <laughs> right. <laughs> and I don't think I checked to see if Zach Hillman comedy was available. Oh, so right. so well, this is kind of my lot in life now. Maybe you can change it. Who knows? Uh, maybe I will, but not before this podcast goes out. <laughs> I got to get I gotta get that follower bump. Hell yeah. <laughs> Well, guys, also you'll follow me on the liner notes. You know what to do. Next time, it'll always be somebody new. Who knows what's going to happen? But until then, you've been listening to... Yeah.